It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Swedish musical sensation Gunhild Karling is an international acclaimed superstar, as evidenced by her performances and recordings, where she sings swinging jazz standards, is adept at playing 11 instruments, including trombone, trumpet, harmonica, oboe, harp, flute, recorder, and even jazz bagpipe. Yes, that's right, I said bagpipe. It was a swing dance festival in Central Park, and this clip has all in all, uh, I think, be 50 million views or something, this bagpipe, because it has been here, there, and everywhere. So I'm very glad I brought my bagpipe to Central Park that, that day. I never knew it would be my, like, happiness. But make no mistake, even though that Central Park festival made her a TikTok sensation... She is not a novelty act. She is, in fact, the real deal, as you can hear in her trumpet version of Summertime. Noted jazz journalist and reviewer Scott Yano sums up this consummate entertainer best when he says she has always been quite a character. Her musical abilities are simply brilliant, whether playing trombone, trumpet, flute, or even bagpipes. She is a joyous singer who can put across a heartbreaking ballad or a joyous romp. She seems to have limitless energy, and her performances are always quite fun, with her foundation being New Orleans Jazz and Swing. I invite you now to listen to my conversation with the fascinating and surprising Gunhild Carling. So let, let me start with something that uh, I, I've been thinking about and trying to figure out how, how would I begin this conversation with you. And I, I'd like to start with your name, Gunhild. Uh, I know you're originally from Sweden, a small town outside of Malmo, and it's a beautiful area. And your name is one that its meaning is one of strength as a warrior, as a fighter. Is that a sense that you have of yourself, uh, that you are a force to be reckoned with? All Viking names are brutal. It's a Viking name. But... I am the only one I know with that name. Only person. I have never met any other Gunhild. So, with that, is that I am very alone or unique, if you put it like, it's very unique name. 
Well, it seems like when you are performing from the videos that I've seen of you, uh, that you project a confidence and you are a presence on stage. And you must be very self-confident, not only from the perspective of your persona, but also of your talent, because it's such a multi-talent that you have. Uh, you're not relegated to one single instrument or one type of music. You do it all. Yeah, so the confidence comes from my belief in the music. So I, so I very hard believe in, for example, jazz music. Yes. So I, I listen to that. I believe in like the power and the happiness of that. And then, um, so I just like go up there and play the melodies. And if they boo you out, like that's it, then <laughs> you go down. But that will not happen. Uh, because I feel that if I give people this music, the melodies and the energy and these chords, progressions that are so beautiful, the love lyrics of jazz, they, even if they're skeptic, they're going to go home and say, that, you, that song was pretty nice. <laughs> because I come with a treasure. It, that's how I feel. And then I have an energy and I always have a big orchestra by my side. So I'm very seldom like alone up there. Mm -hmm. But there is such a diversity. I mean, you play the reed instruments, you play the drums, the piano, uh, every... Uh, stringed instrument that there is, uh, including uh, the orchestral harp, and you play the, of course, the bagpipes. Uh, bagpipes, trumpets, trombone, recorder. The recorder is unbelievable, by the way, just listening to, to some of the music that you perform. And one of the things that I, I found uh, very intriguing was Speaking of the recorder, that uh, you you play the uh, Jobim song "Wave" on one of your recordings, but it's done with the recorder, and it's beautiful. In every instrument there is a voice, it sings and it flies, it's like a bird that sings, so it's like a nightingale, a, a, a recorder is a nightingale. And, and that, that's a fine comparison to, to make that analogy with uh, being a nightingale. And how did this begin for you, this, this journey of yours to where you play not only all these instruments, but you also tap dance while you're in performance?
Where did this start in your family? It seems like everybody in the family is talented and musical. Yeah, so we are four siblings, and my father, he was very much into like all kind of music because he has studied composition in uh, in Darmstadt in Germany and uh, he had uh, he was a good arranger but um so we were like uh, exposed to medieval music baroque music and all kinds of this um of all kinds of music romantic like I mean, we, we were exposed to that. But he said that the biggest invention of all music styles, one of the biggest, uh, is jazz music. There will never be, as a, it will take a very long time until there comes an invention as big as jazz. With all this, yeah, the whole thing. So uh, he wanted uh, uh, the whole family to study it close and especially like study the masters of jazz like facts. But we going very like early, like to Fletcher Henderson and King Oliver and all this to to go deep and study the whole thing. Even before that. Old old and we listened to everything and I liked it so much and also as a part of jazz's whole culture with tap dancing, Lindy Hop and Charleston, of course, the, the dance, mm-hmm. and um, also the great songwriters, um, Gershwin and all of them, all of them, um, Cole Porter, everything. So, so it's a whole universe with fantastic genius artists, songwriters, and also like how they recorded it, and very important, very interesting, the beginning of jazz, the arrangements of the songs. So we know that Jelly Roll Morton, he, he had some kind of education. He could really write arrangements and so. And he had been teaching Lee Hardin, the, the wife of Lee Johnson. She was writing arrangements for uh, both King Oliver and, and uh, the whole time. And, so. and it's it's uh, very now since it, when I'm a grown up and I have kids and I have bands and I'm a band leader to write arrangements is uh, that is um, like central that is very essential that is very very important that you can know how to write arrangements and um, also when you come up like later in the 30s like uh, Louis Russell and uh, Bob Crosby and like, and then even to the big, big, big bands, Duke Duke Ellington, fantastic. But you know, everyone has their own voice. But it's arrangements, it's songwriting. Oh my God, I wish I could write a song like or I misbehaving. Oh my God, if I could write a song like. And you are influenced obviously by the masters. Uh, you mentioned so many of them already, uh, and. You also do vocals, and speaking of the masters, uh, Billie Holiday is uh, one of your inspirations. And uh, I, I, I think, is that your approach towards singing in terms of phrasing and maybe tempo, presentation, etc.? I have been listening maybe a million hours to Billie Holiday. My father, he, he wanted me to study Bessie Smith and the older styles because he thought, that the secret of was in older styles. 
but uh, you know I have been lost in Billy Holiday and it's her so she is one you cannot pass her without being influenced so I'm influenced by her a lot she is the greatest in my eyes mm-hmm. well you emulate her very well I am a singing instrumentalist if you for example uh, we play a song like uh, all of me. So if I play the melody on trumpet, the most convenient, comfortable key would be B flat. Da, do, da. But that is too high range for me to sing mm-hmm. because I'm an alto. So we have to make a little tran- transposing. And uh, we transpose to a new key and then all of me. And I can sing. Uh, so it will always be like that. If I play and sing, I play in one key and then we have to transport to a new key and I can sing comfortably. Or if we stay in the same key as I play trumpet, then it will be all of me. You know, I have to shout. Well, and you do it well and with a great deal of fluidity of moving from one thing to another. If you listen to some of your recordings, you're, you're just wailing away on the trumpet and then you're singing and you move very easily between each of those elements. You said, yeah, every instrument, as I said, has a voice. So speaking of instruments, why is it that you decided to play so many of them? Uh, you know, there, there's the phrase, uh, as I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, there is the jack of all trades but master of none. But that's the antithesis of you. You seem to be not only the jack of all trades, but you are the master of all of those. No, I, but I think I have an old-fashioned thinking here because before the 17th century or something like that, you should be in many, you should do many things. You could be a mathematician and an astrologer at the same time. It was not complete enough. And I think um, that is a, like a Renaissance thinking that um, is coming back. In Europe, I know, but I mean, we are so connected nowadays, maybe here as well. So it's coming back now that you, the typical classical, I talk a lot about Europe because I grew up there. Um, the typical classical European wing is do one thing and deliver. <laughs> deliver on that instrument and then that's it. But the old, old fashioned way, like the Renaissance way is like, be a composer and you can be a doctor. Yeah, you can do many things. The, all the things that will make you a better human. If you take that to music, I think I'm trained to be like I want to be a composer and write like music. I want you know I've, 
this sound may be like a little it is strange, but you know it's like talking many languages. It's like you can you can understand things in the language by talking different languages. So if we go back to Renaissance, in the Renaissance there was so many instrument families like. Instrument that we don't have heard of today. Trombone is actually the only instrument that we have left that look exactly the same as they did in the 15th century. So you have so many instruments. For example, Leonardo da Vinci, he was a good violin player. And Mozart, he was an excellent piano player and violin player. So you can do many things. If it enriches your, your spirit, because you must be inspired all the time. That's your work. You have to be inspired. You go walk around and you inspire and you um, spread your inspiration. You give it to her. You include everybody you meet in your own inspiration. So what is it that you're drawn to the most of all the instruments that you play? Is there one that you embrace and hold and say, this is my friend, this is my essence? Trombone. Trombone blends itself with everything. I can. You know, you can go into any style. Trombone blends so good with every style, every mood, and so. I think that the trombone is like a tiger. It has like a tiger in tuxedo, of course. So uh, it is like elegant and very, very elegant, very beautiful, but also has a round. Mm-hmm. So the trombone is a very interesting psychology. When you, for example, play trombone, you say something. It is like, It's like, it's a statement. You say something. It's one-liner. Trombone is my first instrument. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the trombone. And then you also mentioned uh, the tiger that uh, you've associated that with and i think it's evident in an in an album that you did called the big apple and yeah. you you play a song uh, called back in the jungle yeah and the trombone stands out very well in that particular tune yes i have been listening a lot to um like the new orleans trombone players like jc higginbottom kidori then I'm very inspired by Jack Teagarden and um, the tone from Tommy Dorsey, of course, and a little mix. And Trummy Young. Trummy Young has gone in because his tone is so <laughs> unbelievable. So whatever I do after I started listening to and try to adapt a little of like, the feel from Trummy Young, there it was. It was like impossible, impossible to get rid of it.
So there is always a little Tramiang, and it's very like, he is like a furious tiger in a very elegant tuxedo. Well, and the trombone can be very guttural uh, and uh, emotional, uh, but it can be soft too. Oh, like a cello. It can, there is no instrument that can serve a melody with so much elegance. I let you go to home, I don't know. And now my heart can't forget. You know, I happen to have, like, Tommy Dorsey's polka dots and moonbeams. And I've never heard a trombone serve a melody better than that. So when you do performances, the is it your objective to play as many of the instruments uh, as possible through each performance? Uh, or is it whatever moves you at the moment? So I used to start with an uh, happy, up-tempo, song that is in arranged not too many like long improvisations or so like we take eight bars each and we have fun mm, and uh, like a good energy arrangement so um i play that uh, and uh, it's a good mood and then i used to play a song Popular melody. Now we say popular, I mean popular and I Okay, so we use, play a song that everybody knows. It can be La Vie en Rose, or it can be like Dream a Little Dream of Me, or something that I know the whole world knows. Fly me to the moon. Then I play, uh, uh, I used to play, and then, so I play two songs with a trumpet. Used to be like that. And then I play two songs with a trombone. And then back to the trumpet something, and then I take the recorder, and then I, you know, and I often play bossa nova on the on the recorder because that's the only totally lyrically instrument that I play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the recorder I can like sing, and I'm limitless in different keys, and I just transport myself from here to there with no effort. So after that, it's. I don't want this to be an, an show-off of technique. It's very important. Everything is about a vibe where everybody feels good in the music together. So even if I show off, it has to be with a feel-good vibe. And that's very important. So uh, after that, I used to play harmonica and take my harmonica and we play blues. And it's straight blues. That. I do something very technical with the trombone, and I used to ask, what do you want to hear? And I sit down by the piano, and I play song requests. And then when we're getting close, and then I play some other songs, and then now we're getting close to the end of the show. I I say, you know what? And I, I play a lot of original songs. I play some, like, ballads in this style of the Great American Songbook. So I, I compose a lot of music. So I do a lot of that. And um, then I'm asking the 
uh, people if they want to hear the composition I wrote today and I just improvise something but I balance the trumpet and I play bass at the same time so I play two instruments then I play three tr uh, three trumpets at the same time because I'm in Guinness record book for the only woman in the whole world who plays three trumpets at the same time <laughs> then now we are very close to the end of the show and I take on the tapping shoes and I tap very fast. So after that, I ask them, what do you want to hear? Do you want to hear jazz? Or do you want to hear bagpipes? And everyone, well, yeah, bagpipes. <laughs> so then now I'm peppering on with my bagpipe, which I don't understand why they clap, but it used to be like, well, <laughs> after that. And now uh, I'm asking, okay, you are a little weird, so what do you want to hear now? Do you want to hear German opera? And everyone says, German opera, yeah, it takes four hours, and everyone will die in there. <laughs> then I sing Mac the Knife, but I sing it in German, because it's, Mac the Knife is originally an opera melody. <laughs> And then, now we have come to the last song, and I, it's fast, it's up-tempo, I play all the instruments at the same time, all again, and I tap dance, and then it's over. Yeah, that's the show. And no doubt what a show it is. By the way, our listeners should also know that your extensive resume also includes being an in-demand artist in the pop world of music through your recordings and an association that you have with Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox. I'm also famous because I have been playing with Postmodern Jukebox. Mm -hmm. And they are a cover band that have made all these super popular hits, Michael Jackson and stuff. Like right. Jazz. And, so, and you, you... But I have been with them. Right, and so, you've recorded with them as well. I have recorded uh, and, uh, with them, and I'm so thankful for them. Because of them, I have a big uh, following on internet. Uh, I have done some, but I'm not selling myself, at, uh, selling my show at um, that it's going to be like pop songs played as jazz, because it's not actually my thing. It's, I used to play one song, and it is like an honor to postmodern jukebox because they have made so much for me so i mentioned them and this is what i do with postmodern jukebox okay mm -hmm. i play some other but with this music michael jackson is very related to jazz i must say but for example abba it's fantastic music but it's another planet so you have to make some tricks and fix to make it sound jazz to not just marry two styles that doesn't fit together but I do it 
Scott Bradley, the, the boss of Postmodern Jew, he's a genius. He can write arrangements that are incredible. He takes a pop song and he makes it into jazz and he really makes it good. But that is his talent. Yes, and, and it's also your talent because you do his music that he's arranged, etc., very well. Uh, one particular one that I love is uh, the cover that you do of Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You yeah. Up. I've Never Gonna Give You Up is a fantastic song. I started with that because it's like, it reminds me of I make a date for gold, you can bet your life it rained. It's a sequence that goes down. One, two, oh! I also like the lyrics. I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and hurt you. So I like that song. It, it, it's almost, a, a, in a way, a theme for you uh, or what people can expect from uh, Gunhild Carling because you're never going to give up. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, ne- you're never, you're never going to disappoint. Uh, it's always going to be fun, and I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Nice. It's a nice place to be in this world when you're listening to Gunhild Carling because you make the world a better place through your music. <laughs> and and it, it, it's been a joy just uh, having this conversation with you. You, are, you personified uh, who and what you're all about, even through your words, not just your music. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was very nice to be interviewed here. Well, thank you. And what can we expect in the future from you? I have recorded a big band album because I was in Los Angeles. Okay, we had the biggest studio there. It was Frank Sinatra's old studio that he then later sold to Michael Jackson. So My Way and Thriller are in, like recorded in this studio. Um, I had a big band with the greatest musician and a string orchestra, a whole string symphony orchestra. And then I have composed 11 songs and it, we all went for originals. So only originals and we recorded it. In and uh, this is going to come up out this spring. So that is what I'm working on now to finalize that. So how can our listeners learn more about you? YouTube have like so much content <laughs> that I don't even know what to do about it. YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and you know all the the streaming platforms, TikTok, 
and they can come to my concert. I always have a meet and greet after my concerts because talking to the audience is very fun. It's very inspiring to me. We talk and, you know, like, because I paint as well. So I have paintings that I sell and I sign and, and I have my music, my CDs and some postcards, maybe T-shirts in the future if I'm, I don't know. And I have, I'm having that. And, you know, I talk to the audience and they put questions to me uh, about everything. And they put so interesting questions, questions that I never thought anyone could ever ask. So I like that. I do that. I have meet and greet after every show. And I'd like to thank you very much for being our guest on All That's Jazz. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was very nice to talk. We have to book a new interview because we have so much to talk. I wish you and all your listeners all the best with the new year. And I hope that all your wishes and dreams come true and everything. So all the best. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with Swedish music sensation Gunhild Carling, courtesy of the Standard Group. And for information about booking, contact Jackie at scottstandard.com. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.